Welcome to a brand new Off-Pod episode of the Worst Song Ever podcast. I'm your host, Jason, alongside our other two hosts, Jeremy and Mike. Anything good going on in, in your world right now? Uh, hockey. Hockey? Mm. All right. Is there a way we can talk about open, that? That open keeps the, evergreen. <laughs> like the Canadian bubble. That was no. That, that was why I was talking. That was why I didn't say hockey's back. I just said hockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no idea how hockey's going. I don't. I stopped following hockey a long time ago. Well, you're missing out on life. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I'm not saying you're missing out on any meaningful parts of life. Just some parts of life. Yeah, I mean, right just, now, just Edmonton the ones that make it worth living. Playing. <laughs> that makes you ones that make you want to go. Hmm? Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter account at Worst Song Pod. Each song we follow, or each week we follow a new musician. Uh, we haven't talked about that at all. Maybe we'll get around to it. I, I was going to say that our Twitter feed is is very amusing to me because I read it every day. How does that? Does well, it automatically does. populate in your own widgets for Twitter, or how does that work? How do you like? I use do you tweet just, deck. But I mean, like, does it intertwine with your own? So everything that we put in, does it just auto populate? No, it's own a different feed? list altogether. Like I have different columns for different things, and there's a column for Worst Song Pods like home feed. So you choose mm. to look at it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, John Tesh talks a lot. That's true. Oh, yeah. Kenny Rogers' estate talks a lot. As, as what did they does. talk about? I mean, is it about like, Kenny? Uh, yeah, I mean, like the Kenny Rogers one isn't too bad. It's like you know, on this day back in 1986, Kenny was doing this tour, like in the natural picture or something like that. You know, that's not so well, that's bad. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure acceptable. that's interesting to a certain certain right. group of people. I mean, if you're following Kenny Rogers, hearing about things Kenny Rogers did seems totally reasonable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Rather than stupid facts about your health yeah, that may yeah. or may not be accurate from a non-doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Like seems you know, John Tesh. According yeah, to SunTrust Mortgage Survey, a top reason <laughs> one in three millennials give buying a home is more states for their dog. That's that's actually um, a really underrepresented um, statistic. I'm, actually, I'm really glad you brought it up, Mike. Yeah, that one just it wasn't getting the the service that it deserved, and I'm really happy that we're able to have the conversations that are required to know that millennials buy houses for fucking dogs. <laughs> They're called dog houses. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) I don't even even know where to go with that. I think James Blunt is by far my favorite follow that we have. And what does he do that makes up? Does he write about his life? He's got a picture of him, I think, turned into a female. And like the one caption is, I'd fuck me. (laughs) What? (laughs) No. (laughs) Accept this. I, I really do accept this. Like, he's always off the wall funny and like when people like rip on his music he retweets it and makes comments about it and stuff like it's just <laughs> i feel like he is somebody that i would honestly follow and not um just from a, you know a podcast that has a shtick yeah but so. here's the deal are you following him on your own no like you have the technology yeah to you do can it do easily. that it's just one click I understand that I could, but I'm not. <laughs> you um, got to keep things separate. Yeah, John Lennon actually tweeted quite a, a decent amount too, which is weird because I'm pretty sure that guy died before Twitter existed. Yeah. I mean, so. maybe I should join. I mean, I have a Twitter or two, but maybe I should join it just for James Blunt. See, I think you should get TweetDeck, and then you can set it all up for like a heads-up display of everything going out. Like I have a list just there for hockey go. things. What if I missed a bunch of James Blunt tweets that were fantastic? I mean, well, is there like a history tweet? You know, like you can, on yeah. this date, nineteen uh, in two thousand and twelve, James Blunt tweeted, "I'd fuck me." I bet there's a service. I'll, for that. I'm sure. There, I'm sure there's a way to do that. I also think you could uh, set that as our Patreon account. Is you give if you give money to us, Jeremy money will retweet James <laughs> Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> from 2012 yeah. specifically Are we James Blunt on myspace um <laughs> no can we be? our um our myspace stream is actually pretty boring because the most recent post on it was from 2016 by Kenny on Rogers. our myspace well this is a post from our connections oh connections. See, what you're saying is all, all of our connections are not up. using my myspace anymore correct they gave up on that platform four years ago I'm kind of surprised they made it that long. <laughs> it is kind of impressive. Because yeah. MySpace hasn't been relevant for like a decade at least. <laughs> to you. I'm going to connect with James Blunt. 
It was never relevant to Jeremy. Oh, no, we were. We were connected to him. He just hasn't posted anything ever. Okay. Poor guy. So a couple of things I've been thinking about this week is this is one of our off-pod episodes, and what we're going to end up doing is we're going to just BS a little bit, and then we're going to play some music that Mike has made and kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, before we get around to uh, Mike's music, I've been kind of thinking about some random things this week. Political rallies, for example, and playing music at them. It seems like, Jeremy, this this is directed towards you, that, you know, it was like the musicians left, right, or center, like, they almost never come out and say, I'm really glad that this politician played my music. It's always, we oh. cease and desist. But everything is covered by an ASCAP or BMI sort of right. license. Is there, a, is there a way that we as a podcast can make sure that nobody will ever play our songs at a political rally um, other than just making them really shitty but i was I mean, gonna that say doesn't yes necessarily that is gonna be so bad that no one will want to use them at a political rally yeah i mean th there's two ways to do that one i think we're being very effective at the other one um <laughs> i'm sure we could we could figure out we could license it under a different license than copyright and well, copy, well, copyright refers to the rights that you have. How we license it out is up to us. Yeah, we could license it, you know, using some sort of crazy open source license that people wouldn't understand mm -hmm. in political parties. And then it right, and then the they wouldn't it. be able, or they would yeah. just use it and then we could sue. So right. are we currently, is our music currently able to be used at political rallies? I, I think it could be. I would say no. I mean, we're not an ASCAP or BMI member. So no, but we would have the right to tell them to cease and desist because they wouldn't have any license. Right. They do don't that. we haven't given anyone other than our listeners permission to listen. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah, but then what if the political party says, Well, we're a listener, so then by proxy well, we yes, have permission. That's, so that's that'd be broadcasting. Yeah. So I think uh what we need to add to every podcast is the guy who at the end of every baseball telecast says yeah, we need one of those reproduce or redo this in any way without the express written consent of major league baseball we just only need that, we just change major league baseball of worst song pod do we have to get or incorporated to make that happen we no i think that. we need to just say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we could get incorporated it's 120 dollars that's, that's some bullshit right there that's the man trying to hold us down. Yeah, you know what I'm not into? That. <laughs> Whatever he just said is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I um, said. I mean, I think we're doing a good job. I just feel like we should dot our T's and cross our I's or our lowercase J's. I think we um, should draw squiggly hearts on things. So. Another thing. Yeah, should, should draw that. Yeah, should draw squiggly hearts on more things. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Another thing I was doing this week was every once in a while I'll um, go this I'll kind of try and find new music, and um, I found a band that's called quote Diarrhea Planet. I and would not listen to that band. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we already live there. <laughs> my first question is: Should they automatically become my favorite band, no. or my or my least favorite band? Like, they um, should live somewhere on the edges. I feel like if they're your least favorite band, you've thought about them enough to put them in the least favorite category, and I feel like that's more thought than they probably they ever deserve. deserve. Yeah. It was kind of like a alt-rock kind of band. I was going to say, was... wait, were they good? That was my next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good's relative. They were above average. They weren't exactly... I mean, we've talked about this so many times that what is good is just... Well, okay, could you dance to it? Oh, I can dance to anything. Yeah. Could you knock boots to it? That's a yes. I don't have a way to come back for that. There's a <laughs> lot of things going through my brain right there, and I just didn't have anything. Um, like, I mean, if you had it on, would I mean, your spouse be like, what turn the that is off. this? And yeah. like, we're not, we're, we are no longer engaging. I mean, anymore. I, like I think that? there's a certain challenge there. You know, it was like, could you knock boots to, um, you know, one of those spoken word albums by, um, uh, who's the guy who did, who is Henry uh, Rollins? Kirk? Oh, Shatner. Shatner. I can tell you, I have a story about this. <laughs> 
And that album he did with Ben Folds isn't terrible. So it's going to undermine everything you just said, Mike. Anything you say. <laughs> no, uh, I can tell you that back in the day, I had my iTunes library on shuffle. Uh, there was some, some things going on. And let me tell you, if an audiobook chapter pops up, <laughs> that does not work. Just, you have to stop and listen. And that's why you stop yeah, listening. Just, no, it just kills the momentum. Jamie going, what is this? He's like, are we listening to audiobooks? Is that how you get me in the mood? <laughs> hey, porn on audio tape. I, I mean, it's a it, science book. Does it depend on what book it is? If it's Fifty Shades of Grey, are you in? But if it's one of those horror books? Yeah, you know? I, I have a feeling that audiobooks aren't going to do it for most people, so... If you're uh, into um, having sex while listening to audiobooks, please tweet at us at WorsonPod on Twitter. <laughs> we will follow if, you if, if and tweet you. If I thought anyone was going to hear that, I'd be scared. <laughs> I mean, at least some people will hear that. <laughs> Possibly. And it's probably one of those Twitter bots. You know, I'm not really yeah, sure. I could say for all the times that we have asked people to tweet us, no one to the best of my knowledge, us. it has never happened. <laughs> the thing i was thinking in terms of diarrhea at planet um was what is the do you have like what's the best band with the worst name i'm for me i think uh i really liked a band at one point called brand new um they were popular in like 2001 so it was before google and so like if you ever try to google brand new like brand new music, brand new band, brand new tour. Like it's pretty much impossible. Um, also, Fun, the band, was a real dumb name and also really hard to search. Like, I don't know. They only came out with one album as far as I know. Um, but I really like that one album. Bands I, that, I mean, I was thinking about bands that are really hard to search because there are. I mean, that, I'm that's sure there's a, plenty. That's a high number. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Train Music. Yeah, I think it was like train. Yeah, it's like train, train. music and like I think Gomez is like Gomez the band. Cake um, is cake music, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which is a little easier. Yeah, I kind of wanted to throw Limp Biscuit in there as a really good band with a bad band name, <laughs> just to watch Mike. Yeah, like on purpose. So that's <laughs> um, really stretching those definitions rolling 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 what? did you guys have any bands in there that do you that that you think i would say there's a couple bands that i can think of that the name was off-putting in some way to me um like new pornographers is one of my favorite bands and that was a little bit surprising i remember when i went to see them um i was talking to a friend of mine and his daughter was with me she goes who are you going to see and <laughs> um, my friend's spouse was like the new photographers <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i think about sometimes is like how weird is it to put certain band names on a marquee how weird is it to say like i'm gonna buy this album like it, some bands are just like not gonna wear a t-shirt i'm never gonna wear a t-shirt that says diarrhea planet unless i'm 12 years old and maybe that's, maybe their, that's their their audience. Their audience. I mean, maybe that's their game. It's all spite driven. They're like, you know, I am gonna get somebody to wear a Diarrhea Planet T shirt, and for everybody that does, I will have won at life. It's <laughs> true. Just saying, maybe, maybe not. And, and last thing I was kind of thinking about this week, Mike. I know we've talked about the Beastie Boys a lot, Mike D in one of his interviews, as <laughs> Mike said the other day. You know who loves talking about the Beastie Boys? The Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, he was, they were, they were doing an interview and um, he was talking, Mike D was talking, a front man should never be over six feet tall. The only exception is Joey Ramone and partially because he used the mic stand as a prop and bent over it. And that mitigated his height. Does height as a front man, is that a factor? My, my first instinct on this was no. Like I was like, that can't be right. And there were a couple things that made me think of this right away. One is everything I know about Tinder first off is from Reddit. So that's probably not the best like lens into the world, but I'm going to use it anyway. I think there's like a whole subculture of if you're not six feet, like people won't date you. Six um, three or something. No, like six foot. Exactly. Six like foot it's, if you're five yeah. eleven, you're too short, but if you're six foot, you're fine. You know, it's like all that. And 
I was thinking about that and I was like, well, that's okay. So six feet, there's gotta be front men that are higher than taller than six feet. And I was thinking through like famous front men, obviously I'm sure there are many, many front men that are over six feet tall because Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, I believe is over six foot tall. Yeah. He's um, like, yeah, he's six, three, six, four, something like that. But like, is he like a really famous front man? Yeah. I mean, like if you watched a lot of VH1 in the early two thousands, you know who he is. Cause he was on, <laughs> you know, best week ever all the time or whatever. Yeah. And then Robert Plant is the other one that's over six feet that I can think yeah. of. I think he's six one. Um, yeah, I, th- I found a list when we started. Oh, this okay. Because like, I mean, the thing is, when you think about frontmen, I I wonder how much of a front frontmen were defined by just a few individuals who were so exceptional at it. You know, I mean, who was the first frontman that you thought, wow, frontman is a thing that is a position in a band that I can think like. Is it Jagger? It's probably Jagger. Yeah, Jagger was the first one that came to my mind. Uh, you know, and then you think, okay, well, who are the other, like, really, really well-known front men? Uh, Roger Daltrey. 5'7". Uh, yeah, 5'7". Yeah. Uh, Mick, yeah, Mick Jagger, who was, I think, 5'10". 5'10". Right. Uh, yeah. Then you're like, okay, Robert Plant. Okay, he's, he's over six he's, feet. And you're like, Steven Tyler. I think he's 5'10". Axl Rose, 5'7". Like that surprised me. He was shorter than, than I realized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, okay, after that, maybe Freddie Mercury, maybe in the, I, don't, I don't know how tall he was, but I don't think he was over six feet, you know? So you just kind of look at like the famous front man and that's where, that's where you end up. So it just seems like there actually isn't a giant sample size of like the people that I would consider like the best front men ever. Like my top 10, well, it's 10. And so that's not a big <laughs> sample. I'll be here all week. Um, but, uh, but like, I mean, you can go for more than that, but I don't think there's like the iconic frontman. Like I think there's about, there's about 10 really iconic frontmen, And then after that, you know, do you go off into like Toto or Boston or journey or like, you know, do you go like, could you name the lead singer a journey? No, well, how tall? Probably. I mean, you, you think of like, his name Steve. Does Michael Jackson count as a frontman? No, like he no, is because he's not like, a band. That's, that's I mean, he was in a band as a young child, but I mean, like, and no, because I think his solo—he was a, a performer. Most of the band. solo artists, do they fit into that category of under six feet? If you expand it to to like Bowie or, I mean, if you just go by law of averages, yes. The average I mean, I'm, under, the average just, male is under six feet tall. So. I just quickly, you know, was searching for, you know, the, the comparable, in my mind, one of the comparable things is presidents. Like you talked yeah, about, about, like, the I bet yeah, president's but, average height is way taller than the average. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. you can go back through and, like, the taller candidate generally wins, generally wins. president. And so it looks like, according to this list, 19 of our 45 presidents are six feet even or higher. Um, William Taft is 5'11 and a half at the cutoff. That's so basically tough. half, like a little under half of our presidents are six feet or over. So what, so what have we learned? Um, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Mike D might be right. I don't know. All right. Is he right, right or is he just absurd? Sorry. Luke, go on. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you can tweet us at Worst Song Pod. Pod. As far as we know, literally no one has ever tweeted us. Yeah. Um, and if they have, yeah, I feel then like I have something that, misconfigured on, tweet, on, on the Twitter. That's something we should be able to look up. Have we talked about this? What company deserves a song written about it? Apparently the YMCA sued the village people for copyright infringement. Um, and then later, if I'm not mistaken, they rescinded it. Rescinded like their lawsuit. Even though it, it's like great propaganda for them is there a company that should have a song written about them or you would like to write a song about taco bell comes to mind yeah i feel like there has to be a song already written about taco bell there are many songs written about taco bell we did one about i mean we by default did one about white castle we did yeah kind Uh, of even though Josie thought that was a crepe case, which I thought was hilarious, um, she really way classier than she thought. Oh, that's yeah. way classier. <laughs> yeah. did, she, did she really know us? You know, um, White, you know, the Waffle House um, has their own record label. How do we get on that? Can we write a theme song or a song about Waffle House? Probably. What if we write a a sequel to Alice's Restaurant? And what would it be titled? Waffles restaurant. The Waffles House. Because <laughs> maybe, maybe Alice's restaurant closed down and now we have to go to the Waffle, Waffle House, House with our implements of destruction. 
Is this going to cover two of your favorite? It's going to cover this one and your 19-minute long song. Yeah, 19-minute long song and a sequel. And a sequel. Wow, this is a trifecta. Might as well make it, uh, you know, the fourth in the, you know, in the trilogy. Yeah, I, I, and I also, like, the thing I like about this idea is I don't think it needs to be musically complicated because nope. it's a it's an Alice's Restaurant like homage song, right? So you basically just have to tell a story over some chords. Do, 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 do. Jeremy, what do you know about this record label? <laughs> tell us more about Waffle House <laughs> Records. Well, I mean, you've been to a Waffle House. They have Who's a the Suge Knight of Waffle House Records? <laughs> that I don't know. But, but they have a jukebox in every Waffle House. And if you look on there, there are a bunch of songs on it about the Waffle House that they make and produce to put on them you know this is fat i had no it, it's idea. it is absolutely well, the waffle house in general is fascinating um but uh that's that's maybe the greatest there's uh, a song called there are it. raisins in my toast by danny jones released in 1996 by waffle music there you go i feel like we, we should all listen to right now is that copyright <laughs> can we listen to part yes. of it on this pod <laughs> I mean, seconds. you do fair use for, yeah, like 10 seconds or something. Mike, if you happen, if I'm going to send you this link and you can play it so we can all listen to it. Yeah, and I feel like I saw a either like an NY Times article or something on the music. These are more like mood music than commercials, according to the head of Waffle Records, Shelby White. Well, there's your short right. night. Okay, I don't know if that was ten seconds, but no, uh, cut, cut the was, beginning because you yeah, need I'll, the lyrics, obviously. So no, I, I'll edit it down to ten seconds exactly. Oh my god! Um, okay. I want us to listen. To We're it gonna pick time. at least one more song because that was that paid off already. That was so. too good. I hear Saturday Night at my expecting. place. Hey, how you doing? Thought you'd never pick up. About to go crazy around here. Okay, that that one was way less fun. I added um, a Waffle House Christmas YouTube link. <laughs> Mama burned the turkey and Daddy set the tree on fire. I think without the video, you're missing something in this experience. Um, I, feel like, I feel like we just became an advertising shill for a Waffle House by accident. I mean, we could cut part of that out. But, but, oh, you know, what'd be cool is if they wanted to sponsor us. Do yeah. we want to be? Well, since we don't have sponsors, you can just mail us money. Or waffles. Or waffles. Yeah, just put them <laughs> just in the mail. <laughs> just soggy waffles. Also, there was a band name that Fred Durst thought about using. Soggy, soggy waffles. waffles. Yeah, just I hope that's think. true. I think you just made that up, but I hope it's true. <laughs> it is now. We can ask him on Instagram. I'm going to add it to Wikipedia, and nobody will know the difference. I, mean, I think you have to cite a source, but you can just write a really crappy thing on Medium or something. <laughs> source me nunya business how many people do you really think are policing the limp biscuit wikipedia page more than you would want to know yeah I, yeah like, yeah that's probably true if the you limp want army you want me to take a do you want me to take a bet on if you edited that page well, how fast they would have a citation needed up on there because i would take less than less than eight hours for sure i i kind of want to play that game are we allowed to play that game Nothing, stop, nothing stopping you. Yeah, I don't think you'll get like arrested or fined. Worst uh, cases, it gets deleted and we move on with our lives. Yeah, yeah. They revert it and they say whoever that account was doesn't get to edit things. Um, so you've been we'll kind of Mike. You've been thinking about music this week, um, making music. I was playing with some vocoder stuff because I'm still trying to figure out like basically playing keyboards using voices as the the trigger. You know, you morph in like a. A vocal track with your keyboard track and what i ended up realizing was wow this is how they made all the transformer voices in the 80s um <laughs> and like was it more that met your eye i mean it was like the easiest one to kind of do is uh sound wave uh if you remember the decepticon like the sound yeah. wave superior you know constructicons inferior like that's from the transformer movie the good one not the ones with megan fox um and like it just—it was really interesting to me to, to figure Shia out. Shia LaBeouf in there too. I mean, that's just sexist yeah. if you don't add Shia LaBeouf in there. Michael Bay. Michael, yeah, Michael Bay. Yeah. I can he's never remember Michael thread. Bay's name. And I yeah, think he's the one that those movies are happen. very forgettable. And so, 
anyway, I was thinking about like, you know, just kind of doing vocals for a cartoon in a cartoon movie. And, and like, now that I understood how it was done, I was like, that's actually kind of easy. Um, and then I did some stuff with some really like weird guitar stuff that had delay and reverb and was definitely like using stereo. And, you know, it was kind of uh, Pink Floyd reminiscent in some ways. And I was trying to combine weird vocals and Pink Floyd guitar sounds and drums. And I came up with something that didn't sound good at all. Nice. Are we going to use it? Uh, maybe, but not right now. Whatever you want to do. I mean, we also have some off pod songs that I had done a while ago that we were going to talk about today. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Jeremy's heard most of these. Um, I, I could be wrong. Don't or believe I, has. And it's I don't believe I, have. I have. Yeah. It's been yeah. long enough that I wouldn't remember to begin with. So, so um, we have, can uh, I talk about yeah. one thing I was thinking about music this week? You can do whatever you want. It's your podcast. It's not mine. It's ours. Of course. Aww. Aww. Communism. <laughs> um, I got rid of my Mac um, because Mac decided even though the computer was fine it wanted to stop updating my OS because it, too many years had passed which says don't buy a top of the line Mac because it will be obsolete after X number of years sooner than the hardware. Anyway, as a result I don't get to use GarageBand anymore so I'm trying to look for different programs to do what GarageBand I can do on on a PC, you know, it was like logic. I, I is what you use, and I can't. Yeah, which is basically just like super garage man. So yeah, um, and so I've been kind of trying to look around for things, but I have this idea stuck in my brain that I want to make an entire song using cowbell. Like I hit the cowbell in different ways, but I also kind of maybe slow down some noises, and I kind of pitch change some of the noises where i get either like a theremin kind of sound instead of a guitar or whatever like i don't know if it's remotely possible but it seems like the dumbest thing i could do is that possible okay so let me play this back to you nothing but cowbells nothing but cowbells just hitting hit oh yeah there are lyrics but what if you no guitar no drums no bass it's all cowbell so all the music, with, all the music with effects or whatever. Like that's that's all fair game. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. Hundred percent cowbell for hundred percent cowbell. Hundred percent cowbell would be a good band name. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but here's the deal: if you have song. if you have that band name, you have to only play, play cowbell and playing. Oh, live see, that's without. the irony of it. There's no. Everybody's just waiting for the. It's like waiting Everybody's for the drop and it the, never comes. Exactly. Like you're you're the like fish. There's Bear. no guy named Hootie, <laughs> and they're not fish. Doesn't that make you mad? Nobody's named. Yeah, but here's the deal: Darius Rucker gets called Hootie all the time as yeah, a result. To this day. And I mean, for a while he hated it, so I think he only got it more. I don't really know if he cares anymore. I have no idea. I mean, when he started playing country music, I think people stopped calling him Hootie because he was no longer in said band. Do you think if somebody else played with the Blowfish, they would just change the name to like? You know, Axl Rose and the Blowfish or something. And but, but it's not Axl Rose. Axl Rose play. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's right. actually Slash is the <laughs> is the lead singer. And he calls it Axl Rose and the Blowfish. Jeremy, will he get sued? Maybe. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to say yes just because of Axl. Well, yeah, because it's Axl Rose. That's yeah, that guy. anybody can get Literally, anybody can sue anybody for anything. Just... Yeah, that would be hilarious if Slash started a started a band called Axl Rose and the Blowfish. Uh. That would be hilarious. Uh, okay. I think we could do a cowbell song. I, I don't think that would be that hard. We should. Are you writing down these ideas so we have topics? I mean, could you do a cowbell song in an hour? All the instruments are cowbell. Could Maybe. you do a cowbell selling song in an hour? Maybe. God, I want to hear that. <laughs> I want to hear that more than, I mean, do I want to hear that more? I mean, the thing is, then, you might miss, like, what if it's not good and then we, we miss out on the opportunity to make the worst cowbell song ever? We just make a shitty cowbell song. No, it'd be, it, it might, by default, be the best cowbell song because it's the, the only it, it all cowbell both. song. Yeah. It's the cowbells of songs. And spoiler alert, I know that I've thought about telling you guys this in the past. The song I was going to write was about Dave Coulier. It was a cowbell song completely about Dave Coulier trying to get food in a food court at a uh at a mall and you're being very judgmental as you're serving him um different side dishes uh from this knockoff um chinese restaurant that's <laughs> that's, that's incredibly specific <laughs> i love everything about it <laughs> i've thought about this song Listen, i told mike or i told jeremy jeremy was like 
uh, he brought up Dave Cool the Dave Coulier song on Alanis Morissette's album was the weirdest song on said album. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts about Dave Coulier. And he was like, you've thought about this way more than anybody else should. <laughs> it should, th- it should think about Dave Coulier. That's the weirdest songs. song on the album. Um, I mean, if it's not hand in my pocket or the ironic song, that's not ironic. Um, it's mm. probably the Dave Coulier song. Weird. is just not the word I'd use. Like anger filled. I yeah, I think it's the it's the one about him is weird. Yeah. He's a TV uncle for God's sakes. He's, he goes down on him in a theater. In theory, or at least and doesn't pick up the phone would. at dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact the, the 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 things in the song aren't weird, but the fact that it's about him <laughs> is weird. Also, the thing I was thinking about this week is if. Uh, and this is really off topic, but it kind of fits into the thing. It was I was watching. I, I'm rewatching Chuck, and um, spoiler alert for anybody who didn't see season two of Chuck um, that aired about 12 years ago. Um, Scott Bakula is Scott is Chuck's dad, Chuck's TV dad. Yeah. Oh, and if you had TV to pick dad. your TV dad, like if you're going to be in a show, and you had to pick your TV dad. I think Scott Bakula might be at the top of my list. Like he just seems like a badass dad. Like he's, mm. I, I don't know. Like it's such a weird thing to pick. Yeah, I feel I, like I need more time. I can't think of anybody who I want to pick more than Scott Bakula. I mean, <laughs> can you pick somebody who wasn't a dad on TV? Like yes. David Hasselhoff? Or sure can you say, can. Like I, I, I want to see David Hasselhoff as Jeremy's to dad. Be my dad. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? I mean, I think Scott Bakula is pretty good. I mean, it's there are quite choice. a few shows where they bring in like the, the ringer for the dad, like because they're not a common player. Like yeah. when Scrubs, John Ritter's the dad. Um, that's a great. That's a good choice. Dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing about Chuck is like they have tons of like special guests in that show that are. A lot of shows do that when they aren't doing it's, it. it's relied upon better. a lot in certain yeah. types of shows and I, I would say that sometimes i really enjoy it and other times i find it to be really annoying i mean like a couple times sh- a season's fine but like most of your seasons are just who's the guest this week oh you're not saving I mean, it live so. a spy mm-hmm. show is a lot easier to do it than if you're doing family yeah. ties you know family ties like you have the family and that's cool like but like a spy show you're kind of almost waiting for people like when john lithgow shows up or not John Lithgow, but um, John Larry, John Larroquette. John Larroquette was on Night Court. Yeah, John Larroquette shows up. Show. <laughs> yes. Wait, so you're saying Larry Sanders was on the Larry Sanders show? That's crazy. Yeah, there's, there's what are the odds? From. What are the odds <laughs> that they could find him to put him on that show? Yeah, they had the show and he just showed up. <laughs> Script says we're looking for a guy named Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. So if you're not Larry Sanders, please go home. Kind of picked a name that was semi-generic. Like Chris Gaines. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have anybody that you would want to throw in your list, either Jeremy or Mike? I suppose Bill Cosby's kind of creepy now if I pick that one. <laughs> well, my thought was uh, William Shatner. <laughs> I almost choked. I you got to warn me. That's terrible. Do I have to cut that out? Oh, God. No, I mean, don't. It's <laughs> I like that's where your mind went. <laughs> I almost choked. I'm just saying, it's, a bit, it's probably not as good a selection as it once was. No. Yeah. No. No. It's so sad for Because, like, that was mind. one of the TV dads I definitely grew up with. Well, <laughs> it was the only, like, my grandma was super religious, and there were two comedians we could watch. I watched his stand-up so many times at my grandma's house, and um, mm-hmm. and who's the guy? Was it the streak? Yes, they call oh. him the streak. Um, I know who you're talking boogity, about. I can't boogity. think of his name. Yeah, he did a bunch of care or parody songs. Ray like Stevens. That. Yeah, okay. those are the two comedians my grandma let let me watch was Ray Stevens and B- Bill Cosby, <laughs> because she was uber religious. And but your grandma feels differently about that okay. now. Yeah, she doesn't really like Ray Stevens that much. <laughs> you set him up, he knocks him down. I love it. That was great. 
Jeremy, you said somebody you said somebody, somebody on your list and I don't uh, remember who you said. Uh, uh, the first one that came to my mind was Shatner. Oh man. I just yeah, him giving just, you some advice. Yeah. Anyway, I uh anyway, so let's get to the music. Some music stuff. So a couple other songs I did off pod. Um we're gonna do I think we'll do, try and do two tonight. We'll see how it goes. Um song of the week uh from around a year ago and then another song that I wrote. I I do remember why now. Okay, but I won't talk to you. I will talk to you about it after the song because I think we play the song and then we'll talk about the song. Does that sound fair? Sounds great. So, all right, Mike, what's the title of this song? This is uh, Money. When the yield curve inverts. Is that a leading indicator? When the unemployment rate doesn't change, is that because we're collapsing? How do we know if we're doing all right? How do we balance macroeconomic forces? How do we know if we're doing all right? economies are nothing more than measurements of the velocity of the exchange of currency, then what are we actually measuring? Where are we going? Why are we doing this? I think the World Bank is hidden underneath the Denver airport along with the lizard people, the reptilians, and the ghost of Elvis. How do we know if we're doing alright? How do we balance macroeconomic forces? How do we know if we're doing alright? You owe me 20 bucks. You owe me 20 bucks is a good ending. So that was the macroeconomic song, uh, Money. Uh, the the mm-hmm. thought behind that was, one, there was a song of the week uh, for Reddit, and it was money was the topic. And I thought a lot of people write about the problems of having money or not having money or you can get more bitches with money or whatever they write about, right? And I was like, no one writes about macroeconomics. And I think that's going to be where I go with this. Uh, so that was my thought process. And then I learned how to use vocal effects in the middle of recording. If you couldn't figure that out. (laughs) Jeremy is a huge fan about macroeconomics, macro and micro. Oh yeah. It's really the whole economic. Yeah. The whole economic Uh, spectrum. It's writing jokes about econ. How does this make you feel Jeremy that you did not write a song about economics? Well, I am sad that we didn't have the idea sooner or later. Later. Do you want to do this? Should we tackle it again, or should that'd we tackle an, it that'd again? That'd be an interesting thought process for some of these: is to take the same, take the concept and do it in a group instead of just Mike on his on his own. I feel like you'd sent that to me a while ago. I mean, it was like a year ago. That I think you yeah, I mean, I I, re- so, I remember that one. So yeah, how um, can you forget somebody talking about the yield curve and them and the Denver airport? So I mean, oh, I mean, the Denver airport is. An interesting place. Jeremy, if you were to write a song about economics, do you have any idea how you would do it differently? Well, I think that Mike gets to the core question of what macroeconomics is, is about and how do we look at market forces and determine what the best course for a, a national, because we're talking about macro, a national economy, and how do we use those forces to benefit the citizens um, of a state, um, when we when we do those things re- vis-a-vis mon- monetary policy, um, tax policy, uh, and, and military budgets. Now, the interesting thing about that is that we can. <laughs> you guys started laughing, and I lost it. <laughs> I was just. I I was this is literally the longest monologue you've ever done on this podcast. Yeah, I know. I, I should have been quiet because I, I wanted it to too. go on for you another thirty been. minutes. <laughs> Um, yeah, you should. I, I probably could have. I, yeah. I all right. So once you have the military budget, what do you do? Once you determine how you want to project soft power um, internationally. Of all the songs, <laughs> I feel like an economics song is the one that needs a music video the most because of graphs and <laughs> such. You know, like you can't do an economics song without graphs. 
That's for sure. You can't even take an economics test without graphs. I don't know how you, I mean, what if the music you make is somehow made out of the Fibonacci sequence? Can you make music out of that? Yeah, totally. It's been done too many times. Okay, so what if we took your song sucks because it didn't do that? What if we took a plot of um, GDP and used and turned that into music? I mean, I, I had a professor in college who basically took math programs to make music and i have a friend who's writing software to do that right now so we might be able to do something with that what if um, we get them on the pod <laughs> should better. we get them on the pod i don't know if i want him to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very valid argument <laughs> yeah uh, but i i think the thing that i like about it was you know we're talking about a yield curve inverting because that happens a little while ago when the yield curve inverts that usually is a leading indicator of a recession and then, and then unemployment rate being steady is actually a weird, it, it's a weird thing. Like when you're, especially when you're at kind of full employment or pretty close to it, and then, then you have other indicators that things are probably going to change. And, and I think a lot of that was weird because we were in unprecedented times with like monetary policy that didn't line up at all. So that was, mm-hmm. uh, that was my song about macroeconomics. And if you're still listening, well, we thank you, dear listener. And the reason that's not plural is because I'm pretty sure that most there's one. I'd love, it sounds like you're trying to have some real information in there. And I do, I've said this once before or a thousand times before, I love the idea of especially having songs. That, I love having songs that have real information and especially songs that have economic information because like, <laughs> Well, it's just something we don't talk about in society. It's like we don't talk about money, and it's so important. And if you can, you know, disseminate information yeah, about if, like if how we can to entertain properly, then yeah, if we like, can entertain and educate at the same time, this is what stocks and bonds would do for you, motherfucker. You know, like it's a song I've wanted to write for a long time. Anyway. I mean, you know, I kind of liked the little guitar riffs in it. I thought some of the music was nice. It had some okay structure. It was a minute and 33 seconds. So, you know, it was, it was all right. Mm-hmm. It's better than, better than many of our songs I think we did in the podcast. So, How dare you, sir? Well, better is not necessarily the goal. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. All right. The second song is called Twirlin'. And Spell that. Uh, Twirlin'. T-W-I-R-L-I-N. Twirling. No, there's not even put the above. Screw that. That's like extra effort. All right, here we go. This is twirling. Getting you going made me hot and wet. I had to take a break. Your precision movements cause currents and waves. These feelings aren't fake When it's warm You'll cool me I will partake I'm holding on you I'm turning you on I've made you spin Keep twirling for me Observing your movements at daybreak It's time to get up The wind swirls by as I stare at you But I know you're my good luck When it's warm, you'll cool me I will partake I'm holding on you I'm Study your movements, they fascinate me And I feel a bit stuck When it's warm, you'll cool me I will partake I'm holding on you I'm turning you on 
twine for me. All right. That was a, that's one of the longest ones we've ever done, I think. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't short. That was 2:30. That was like, you know, almost radio single long. We should put it on the what radio was, is what you're was saying. Was that <laughs> Waffle House Radio? <laughs> please please contact us. What is that song is the song about strippers? No. <laughs> Cuz the oh. twirling is the only thing I think about when it comes to strippers is the only thing I think about when it comes to twirling. I shouldn't say that out loud. Too late. I mean, that's fair. It was definitely a, you know, double entendre as the so goal. So two strippers. Yes, two. <laughs> what is that that's that's what that means. Yeah. No, the song was about a ceiling fan. What? <laughs> Why did you write a song about a ceiling fan? <laughs> because Why not? I, was, I had installed a ceiling fan that day. <laughs> okay. It, was, it took a little longer than I wanted it to. And then it was like, I was like, Oh, it's twirling. And then I was like, oh, keep twirling for me. Like, you know, and then I, like, I went on and I just kept, and I was like, I could make this sound naughty. Like, and, I, and I was like, and I'm hot and sweaty because I need a fan, but I don't have a fan because I'm installing a fan. And so it was, so it started oh. out, you know, getting you going made me hot and wet. And then it just goes after that because it was, it was, it was basically an ode to a ceiling fan. I fully support what you did. <laughs> I, so the things I really like about this song, the wah 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 sound, because yeah, every oh time gosh. the keys <laughs> in the background are so great. Like I really like the keys in the song. Like the synths are just hitting hitting it really nicely. The ending I actually like too, like where the drums kind of pick up and the keys get a lot heavier and the synths get a lot heavier. That's probably my favorite ending that I've done. I mean, my singing's terrible. It was kind of a like supposed to be like a David Lee Roth kind of spoof in the chorus, like I'm twirling on you. Um, yeah. Which I liked. I mean, it was funny. Uh, but I also had like guitar interludes, which weren't good, but they were there. Yeah, there was a mm-hmm. lot more going on, definitely, in terms of like the the number of instruments and kind of like the drums seemed to be more, um, I don't know, involved isn't the word. It was like the, complicated. The drums were, cha- were well, doing they would also more. like change with. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of doing song. <laughs> and so there was a lot more going on. Like, that's got to be like one of the main differences between this and what we normally do. Is I would bet that song took a couple hours at least, maybe maybe three or four. I don't I don't remember. So um, you, you spent three or four hours on a ceiling fan song. I was having fun. Okay, good. No, <laughs> well, that's, that's what really matters. <laughs> I mean, like, I was mostly interested. Like, I was I was really playing with the keys. Um. Like, I'm not a great keyboard player. And so when I can find something that I like and it really sounds good, I get excited because it's basically I'm making up for my lack of talent with cool effects or sounds. Yeah. Uh, and so that was going on there. You know, I was trying to, again, this was all me getting more familiar with the, the software programs because you know, I used to do recording a lot in the you know, late 90s, early 2000s. And that was very different software at those times. It was very different capabilities. It's like, you know, this was playing with GarageBand, I think, before I bought Logic. And I was just like, gosh, this thing's free and it comes on my computer and it's better than anything I've ever used in my life. I have figured out a little bit, but like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Keep twirling me almost sounded like a threat. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't <laughs> how that was. <laughs> Keep twirling me. He's like, whoa, easy there, bud. Easy. Keep twirling for me. I just sure. wanted to make sure, yeah. Uh, keep twirling for me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't a threat. But now that we know, I mean, if it was, it was to an inanimate object, so I don't know that it matters all that much. It's well, I mean, uh, things have feelings. Lawyer, <laughs> things do have feelings. What? Yeah, I mean, they're all dystopian future movies that I'm referencing, so the law isn't caught up to that yet. Right. Oh, right. so the present. Stop. <laughs> Clever and listen. Um, Every time. Uh, all right. So, listening back to these, yeah, I, I just wanted to ask one or two more questions. And all then right, wrap it do up. it. Um, Go ahead. Listen, listening back to these, like it's been a year for you. Like, when you hear it, like, do you learn anything you want to bring over to what we're doing? Like, do you? How do you feel about listening to this a year later? These songs weren't good. In a year, I don't think we got a lot better. We released, you know, at least 15 real episodes with songs of, of the, you know, for season one, right? And yeah. from what I can tell, they weren't good. 
let's see, the things that I would say that are different about the process here is I take a little longer. I spend more time on arrangement. I would actually say that's the thing that I spend more time on here. Arrangement, I play with some effects. I delete a lot of things. I might do multiple tracks, multiple takes, um, which I know doesn't show because like the song is still not great in the end, but that's because I'm not talented. That's what you're going for in part. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to make some deep song or anything like that. It's just kind of fun. I don't know that I would take much from it, honestly. I'm, much that we haven't already taken. Jeremy, do you hear what do you hear out of this? Do you learn anything? Do you you want from Mike or like what do you what do you think when you hear this music? This is going to sound insulting, um, and I and I really don't mean it that way, um, but I think that what you can do when we're doing the podcast songs and it's your time constrained, I don't know that that is significantly worse than what you did here. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, then I think, I think that I think right. what you're what you're doing, like you know, what you can do here real quick, I think is is just as good, which isn't, part of, isn't, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, just means there's room to grow. A large part, well, I mean, even just a large part of what you're doing off pod is this, mm-hmm. the Messing goal is the same. It's yeah. learning, it's screwing around, it's making us laugh, it's making you laugh. Like you intentionally tried to write a song about a ceiling fan, and I can honestly say it's the most interesting song about a ceiling fan I've heard in my life. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. it's definitely yeah. in the top three best it's, ceiling yeah. fan songs I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to say it's the number one, but, you know, I, you know, let's do for safety's sake. And, unless Wonderwall happens to somehow be about a, a ceiling fan. And it might be. You never know. Mm-hmm. I still right. take Is this cap- song better than Wonderwall? I think it's better than anything that U 2s ever put out. It's a low bar. <laughs> low bar. Wow. <laughs> okay. I maybe went on a five minute rant about how much I dislike U two to my wife, and she's like, "I never knew this about you." <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't think like I knew you. that about you. I don't like U two. I but, think they're the most overrated band of all time. Um, I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't hate them. I just, Man, that sounds like your I just remember you saying, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> the most overrated band of all time because I, I probably have some few opinions on that. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's save that for another week. Uh, for Mike and Jeremy, I'm Jason. This is our latest version of the Worst Song Ever podcast, and we're going to play you out too. Which song, Mike? Which song are we playing out to? I don't I, I yes. thought that far ahead. I'm going to say uh, Twirlin. Twirlin! I'm turning on you. I'm turning you on. I've made you spin. Keep twirling for me.